Edged and taken. Yes, sentences. But the ball will win. Oh, <laughs> that went like a tracer bullet. Anyway, <laughs> what do we have for this week? I think to be fair, he has yeah. just been commentating for such a long time. How many different types of way there are to express a very well played shot here? Yeah, you should listen to Richie Beno. But if you listen to Richie Beno's commentary, right, you won't understand whether someone has hit a very good shot or the tone of his voice remains the same. Probably the words change. They didn't offer him an IPL contract. That's not what they want. They want Shastri and Gavaskar to bring the roof down by screaming into the mic. Or Danny Morrison. Have you heard him? Come on, man. A few of these guys, Danny Morrison, Dean Jones, they just do anything, man. But nothing like Mohinder Amarnath, who starts to sing in the middle of the conversation. Oh, yeah, that's true. And actually, Kapil Dev instigates him a lot. <laughs> they didn't really get along too well in the cricket team when they were back. I think that's why they, he does it. Let me just push him a bit. <laughs> he doesn't know how big of an embarrassment he is. We should actually post a YouTube video of... Amarnath singing? Yeah, and what during commentary happens. It is still alright if you do these things and you are a brilliant commentator. But I remember, I won't take much time. India was in South Africa in Cape Town. Azaruddin and Sachin Tendulkar both scored centuries. They were scoring at runner ball. There was a time when we scored seven consecutive boundaries. Three from one over, then the overs changed, and then there was a five from the next over. And Mohinder Ambarnath was commentating. And <laughs> the ball is played in the offside hair. And that's uh, hit the fence. That's gone for four. Ah, that was a short ball and he has pulled it and that's gone for four. I was in school. I said, what is this? <laughs> this is not how. But yes, the ashes are here. That's what you should be watching. We will talk about it soon. Let's begin. Okay, let's get started. So since we're talking about sports, let's get started with Carlson becoming the new world chess champion after beating our own Vishy Anand in the world championship that happened in Chennai. Yes, and he now becomes the second youngest to ever do it after Gary Kasparov and he was only a few more days older to him. He's only 22 and he... He's 22. Of the $2.24 million, he wins 60% of it and Anand takes home the rest. I don't follow the sport, but you will be surprised that according to one poll, one-third Indians have claimed to play chess once in a week. Y-O-U-G-O-V. This is a very famous research agency. They also did this research in another five countries. They said that more than two-thirds of adults have played at least once in their life. But Carlson, he started playing when he was a kid. Yes, it all started when Carlson was 12. His parents took him and his two sisters. They decided to take the year off of school. They sold their car. They put their house on rent. and entire family went on a year-long round-the-world holiday. Chess workshops and tournaments, etc. Well, after that year, Carlson never went back to a school, Poleto, in an institution. He did not go back to a university. And towards the end of that year, 
Carlson was actually paired up to play with against Kasparov in speed chess. He actually managed to force a draw on Kasparov. Five years after that, in 2009, Kasparov became his coach, actually. In 2009, he became the world blitz chess champion. He became a grandmaster at the age of 13 years, 148 days. Wow. And, and on 1st January 2010, he was only 19 years and 32 days and he became the youngest chess player in the history to be crowned number one. And how good was he? And there was this one associate editor of Chess Magazine, yeah. John Saunders, the associate editor. He said, people were saying 10 years ago, Magnus Carlsen will be world champion one day. You could have staked your mortgage on it and you would have won your money. Oh, is it? Yes, and there's an award called Chess Oscar, which is given each year to the best chess player. And the jury is, they are the best chess journalists across the world. And Carlson won the Chess Oscar for 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012. I'm sure he'll win it this year too, after having become the world champion. Yes. Yes. And guess who? Jai Lalita had handpicked a gold-plated trophy to present to Carlson. Anand also got a silver plaque. So I was trying to find out how this guy prepares, right? While I was doing that, I got a few other tidbits on Carlson. He says that this guy who likes to play a long, drawn-out game, he does not watch any movies because he says he does not have the patience to sit through one and a half hour or two hours in front of a screen. On a couple of occasions during these matches, he has said that he was hoping that he would get into a long duel or long matches with Anand. But it never happened because most of these things got done with uh, within, I think the maximum that it went was 65 moves. Not that I'm a chess expert, but they say that it is quite a long game. Yes, and about his preparation, you said he is reputed to hold 10,000 games in his head. He can play 10 games blindfold. I think most of these grandmasters have photographic memory. There was an article, this was written by one Rohit Brijnath. He's a great sports writer. He was interviewing Anand once. And just to test Anand, I don't know if I've told this to you before, but just to test Anand, he, he showed Anand the photo of a chessboard and he arranged the pieces of the chessboard in a way to replicate a point that was played between two grandmasters in the last 100 odd years. And he did not give any names or year or any other frame of reference. And in two seconds, Anand recognized the first one was 1892X versus Y. And then the second picture in two seconds, he said Fisher versus Nadrov in 1962. And then he he, he showed the third picture. And then Anand looked at it and he he smiled at Rohit Brijnath and he said, that's me against Kamsi in 1994. So he, he, and just like you have sledging in cricket and it took, a new high in the recent Ashes series. You have sledging in chess also. I was surprised to read in 2010 when Anand was to play one bloke called Veselin Topolov. He was the challenger then and yeah. the match was to be held at Sofia in Iceland. There they taunted him on his age, his temperament and how Anand was low psychologically and he was seeking moral support from his friends like Gary Kasparov and Kramnik. He also had to take a 40-hour bus journey across Europe because you remember that Icelandic ash that had come and he only got one rest day. And he lost the first match and later on he went on to win it but there is a lot of gamesmanship in chess also. And Anand once said that when you're playing the opponent, you can tell things like by watching his eye movement or his breathing, whether he's tensed up. Just like poker. Yes. The surprising thing about this Carlson guy was that typically people travel with teams, the players, mm. so that they can discuss games, etc. But this time when he had come over, Carlson didn't have an entourage as such. Instead, he was just in contact over Skype and email with one person. That's it. So everyone was surprised as to how is this kid traveling alone for this world championship, in fact. He didn't have a huge support team as such. I read a 
news article with one of the former world champion won ludwig hammer he helps in prepare is he does he yes and lora fresinet i think you pronounced it rather well oh yes oh yes and they're saying that it's it's great for chess that this young kid has won he's handsome and he's in terms of panache and glamour that he lends to the game he's also a model he does some modeling for a dutch clothing company he's been named by time magazine as one of the 100 most influential people in the, this year Sexiest, sexiest. Oh, Time Magazine sexiest. does that too. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay, it's good because they're saying that world chess has been right at the bottom with the governing body, which is the World Chess Federation. It gets by only by spending two million dollars a year. Now FIFA spends one billion, <laughs> and it has had only two presidents in 31 years. It, it's max of Indian hockey. Its boss in 1995 was one Russian called I don't know how to pronounce it, but Kursen EU. Um, Zinov. He he's a politician who once said that he was contacted by aliens and he played chess with Mohammad Gaddafi in 2011. So he's a bit of an eccentric character and he is the guy who heads the World Chess Federation. But there is one more guy called Andrew Paulson. He's an American businessman, just like you had Kerry Packer during the yeah. Uh, yeah. So he he's trying to revolutionize the game. He he's based in London and he's bought rights to. states this game on tv he's paid 500000 dollars to the world chess federation and he's got all the media and licensing rights for a decade you know he wants to bring things like commentary and make the chess an electrifying sport oh, i wonder how can you i think speed chess so, so there are different versions right speed chess is amazing to watch but do you would you as a normal man know what's happening tak 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 you just enjoy probably the fact that these two super intelligent people are going at each other and not just playing random moves they are thinking it through But would you enjoy watching a chess game? Uh, uh, yeah, maybe the highlights, not live. There is just so much time spent. But I think between. that is where the commentary can come in. Yeah, exactly. And he he's got high hopes. He's saying that heart gripping, heart pounding entertainment can be brought in with good commentary, and just the little things like Anand mentioned before, the eye movement, the sweating, or the heart rate, and all of this can be. I think they will dramatize it a bit also, just like IPL did. They went overboard, I felt, but yes, they did the dramatize. Yeah, of course. But they, did you know that only during the first four chess moves in a game, there are 318 billion possible moves. <laughs> I'm not joking, seriously. And that's why Carlson actually uses a pen uh, uh-huh. and a paper. No, yes, oh, sorry, he uses a supercomputer while practicing. While practicing. So he didn't get a big team, but there are server logs that actually say that he was hitting a server in Norway. So while he was not playing the match, he was, when he was practicing, that's what he was doing. Amazing. How about right? Completely. Magnus Carlsen. So let's see how long he manages to retain his world championship. Anand managed to do it for six years, which is supposed to be a lot. Before that, it was Kasparov who held it on for 15 years. Let's see what Carlsen does. Yep. Moving on, it's been 50 years since ISRO first launched its first rocket in India. This happens closely after, of course, the Mangalyaan mission and the Chandrayaan mission we all know about. The first rocket was actually launched on November 21st, 1963, and it took off from this very small place in Trivandrum called Thumba. Thumba. Yes. and it marked the birth of what they call thumba equatorial rocket launching station terls and and that of the indian space program because that was a time when two brilliant minds and great leaders vikram sarabhai and homi bhava 
they launched the space program somewhere during that time and it was generously supported by the prime minister then jawaharlal nehru and later by his later by indira gandhi yep sarabhai he gathered a team of young scientists and engineers for a mission send them to the us to get some training hands on training apj abdul kalam was one of them and they came back and launched this uh, satellite of course it was made in us and the thumba equatorial rocket launch station it later became vikram sarabhai space center and and they chose thumba because uh, it is close to what they call the magnetic equator and the hindu says and i quote at heights of around 110 kilometers above the magnetic equator certain processes occur that fascinate scientists so they chose that and in in fact uh, the launching pad was amidst uh, coconut groves there was there was a local catholic church which which was the main office a makeshift office for all those scientists during those days and there was a bishop's house which was converted into a workshop and then there was a cattle shed which was a laboratory where all these scientists would come there and experiment with stuff to get prepared for this and later of course they called in indira gandhi to trigger the rocket and there was one young scientist called mr satya i don't recall his first name Uh, he's still alive and he talks about how he had to brief the prime minister then in about 30 seconds about what does this rocket do and he did it i don't know if uh, he said i don't know if she understood but he said she said yeah that's great to know and just tell me where the switch is and he showed and that's how <laughs> that's how they got the rocket up in the air humble beginnings i would say from a simple catholic church to the mission control that we have that we see on tv now and probably the cheapest launch pad in the world yes and we wish isro keeps on launching all these things and keeps challenging the cost barrier and not just the space barrier <laughs> yes times of india indeed times of india yeah let's move on to this the next story about this kid from mumbai prithvi shaw who scored a humongous 546 playing for rizvi springfield of course against francis dcc in the elite division of harris shield tournament for senior school boys in mumbai harris shield is the the cricket tournament for schools in mumbai and yeah this guy just went on and on and on and on <laughs> would you believe this they took a 899 run first innings lead you would not want to be the coach or any of the players on the opposing uh, opposition team he played what 85 fours five sixes 367 minutes two days and he scored 546 in just 330 balls and he almost broke the record of kamli and tendulkar the partnership of 664 this guy and satyalakash jain who scored 164 and they had a 619 run partnership when actually jain he tried to step out and hit the ball and got stuck shaw would have been really mad at him they say they realized it but they didn't know how far they were and all those things the, i think the scoreboard would be updated only once every over too much hard work too much hard work So Prithvi is uh, Prithvi Shaw is is a known name in Mumbai schools. First of all he comes from uh, Springfield, Rishi Springfield which is like the hotbed of cricketers right now for the past 10 odd years. That is where Rohit Sharma is from, that is where Dhawal Kulkarni is from etc etc and you know right from Wasim Jafar etc. If you recall it was you know what Sharda Ashram was. Yes, Mohan yes. was earlier. Now it is Springfield Rishi. He is also captain he is not only captain of the team of uh, the school he's captain of mumbai under 16 also he also spent 3 months in manchester he played for gloucestershire gloucestershire 
second team, which is just below the first class team. And remember, this is he is 13 years old right now. He's a primary breadwinner in his uh, house right now. His father full time BCC takes care of Prithvi. He quit his job, etc. Prithvi has been signed up by sports management companies. If you know Nilesh Kulkarni, the Mumbai's next winner. Nilesh Kulkarni has the honor of getting wicket of the first ball that he bowled in Test match cricket. Not many have done. First oh, uh, ball international cricket, yeah. So his sports managed company, he signed up uh, Prithvi for 3 lakh rupees a year. And after that, a company called PMG, Professional Management Group, has come in. They have signed him up as well. Basically, what they do is that uh, PMG gives a monthly salary or stipend and also puts certain money in a separate savings account that he can access for his future when he turns 18. Brilliant. This guy used to travel from Virar to the gymkhana where he practices uh, two hours one way just to get those two hours of batting. He had to travel that far and I think they arranged for him an apartment close to Santa Cruz East which is just 10 minutes away from the Bandra's MIG club. And Sachin Tendulkar himself saw him bat standing behind the nets because you know his name kept coming up in the cricketing circles. But he's a good kid. Did you see his replies? Yeah, he seems pretty, pretty humble, right? Right, exactly. He, he said, I don't want to think far ahead now. And he said that I want to be as humble as Tendulkar. I mean, if a kid can understand that, that means Tendulkar has done something right all his life. So even, <laughs> 11 year, you know, even a 13-year-old can understand the importance of being humble by watching how Tendulkar has played his game. So it's great. Do you know that there is a, there is a big controversy on right now whether Tendulkar should actually be awarded the Bharat Ratna or not? There is a PIL file saying that he, it should be withdrawn, etc. I'm not surprised, but I think that is, it's done. It's a done deal, right? Unless Tendulkar voluntarily relinquishes it out of protest or anything. It's, it's, we have awarded him the Bharat Ratna. I think we should just live with it. I think if the government takes it back now, it will be a more embarrassing situation for them than anything else. I mean, there are fair points that have been raised. You know, one of them being that sports persons have been just included in the list of people who should be considered for Bharat Ratna. And if you look at the, Awardees. Most of them are from public affairs, only one from industry, and now one from sports persons. The other thing was people are saying that Dhyanchand should have been awarded this thing before Sachin Tendulkar. But then I guess the timing was right, or Moke ki Nazakat ko Samaj ke Sachin Tendulkar was given the award before Dhyanchand. Don Bradman once commented about Dhyanchan that this man scores goals like we score runs. Absolutely, man. We had a, we had a chapter in school in Hindi about Dhyanchan. That was the first time when we were told that how the opponents would check his hockey stick if it had a magnet installed in it. Yeah. Hitler offered him to be a colonel in his army. There was a time when the German team pushed him, jostled with him and they broke his teeth and Dhyanchan told his team just to teach these guys a lesson don't score any goals. So our Indian our Indian hockey team would come close to the goal post and then would just paddle the ball back. Indian hockey team was that good. We won three consecutive Olympic goals. <laughs> and uh, we won, what, 8-1 against, was it Germany in one of those finals? Yeah. And Danson was better than Tendulkar Bradman combined in the whole game of hockey. Unfortunately, you didn't have the media back then, right? Absolutely. I think that is what went right for Sachin Tendulkar. Is the, the rise of private media in India... Entry of politicians into the game, Jagmo and Dalmia coming in, commercializing the game. All those sort of things just happened for Tendulkar. You bet. And one of our friends, Dhananjay from Podar, he, he wrote an interesting post on Facebook. He said that there have been other people other than sporting personalities like Vargas Kurian. He made 
India the largest milk producing nation. He should probably have been considered Sam Manikshaw. He led India in the 1971 war all by himself. Given the geopolitical situation during that time, then you had Baba Amte, uh, who has yeah. healed 900,000 leprosy patients since 1951. You know, Baba Amte's story is that because you did not have, uh, you could not recreate the virus of leprosy, the bacillus called Microbacterium leprae in animals, he actually injected one into himself to see if he can be used as a guinea pig. Of course, his body was immune because 95% of humanity is immune to leprosy and nothing happened to him. But the extent to which he went without wanting to seek all those laurels was another story. And the Anand one still, you know, runs brilliantly or the third generation is on. So Tendulkar definitely doesn't feature anywhere close to the kinds of deeds these guys have done for upliftment of the society etc but you are right the timing the media the elections and tendulkar the farewell that they just cast in on it absolutely not that he doesn't deserve it exactly at this point there were probably at least dhyanchand yeah oh well while we talk about the prithvi shaws of the world there is another report um, which says that today's children are not as tough as their parents were at the same age that means the children's fitness levels may be declining is what one report says and this report Researchers, they analyzed the data which was across 46 countries it involved. 46 years, 25 million children, 28 countries. 25 million children. So you've got to be taking this research very seriously. It was published. Where was it published? American Heart Association's annual meeting. It was presented during that. Yes, and it's not surprising, is it? Multiple reasons, right? Combination of reasons. First of all, steroids. Or what? What do you mean, steroids? I mean, when I when I call it's like not steroids, steroids. Pole to not the ones that Ben Johnson took. I mean, Complan yeah, yeah, yeah. in a way is a form of a steroid. It is what bolte energy booster, right? That is what a steroid is. So you are feeding your children a variant of Complan or an energy drink. Hmm? At the same time, you don't have place for them to vent out all this energy. Which right. sort of keeps on piling up. The report also says that this is due to excessive fat. This right. slowdown in performance is due to excessive body fat. And based on what their findings are there, children today run a mile 90 seconds lower than what their parents did 30 years ago. Which is substantial, 90 seconds. Ago. Yes. They say that you need at least one hour of physical activity every day. It could be walking, running, playing. My uncle did something interesting. His, his younger son was all full of energy. To get him to spend that, he said, okay, you forget the tricycle. It's, you need something more. He put him into a rugby class and he got him to ram into other kids and, That's the way uh, and, and play. Yeah, <laughs> and, and of course, there was a coach. You couldn't be a hooligan and get away with it. But he would come home completely tired. And at the end of the day, his dad would read him a story in Marathi and then that he would put him to sleep. So it was a nice end to the day. That's awesome. That's the life that I want. Yeah, man. That's the way to go about it, I think. Just go to school, come back, play, do some homework and then someone keeps the food ready for you and ensures that you go to bed. You bet. Growing up is a pain, man. (laughs) Then you suddenly get responsibilities. Responsibilities at work. 20 minutes to go, I got to report to work. You see, I don't like it, but you got to go. Uh, yeah. Anyways, on that cheerful note, uh, yes. let's let's end this episode number 189. Abhishek's got a rush to office. I have to rush to office as well. I, and I love my workplace because I know people at my workplace listen to this. So, oh, really? They do? That's good to know. Yes. Yes. I love working with you guys, those who are listening. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what?
No, no, I mean, I, 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 <laughs> no, but, well, no, let's no. not talk about all this. Okay. Let's not talk about it. Yeah. But just yeah. before wrapping up, just a couple of other quick cricket updates. Hold your thought, Aditya, while we wrap up. Oh. Rohit Sharma became the highest run getter in ODIs this year. He scored 1,000 odd runs uh, from 23 matches. I think 1,280. Oh, brilliant. 90% of them came in three or four matches. But the highlight of the week was Pakistan does it again. There are two yeah. debutants, all right, yeah. called Anwar Ali and Bilawal Bhatti. Let's see if we can he- we hear their names a year later from now. But that's another story. But these guys were bowlers. They were picked to bowl out South Africa in a one-day international. And yet, they scored a 74-run partnership for the 8th wicket between them. They took 5 wickets between them. And then they won the game for Pakistan against South Africa. Oh, Pakistan. It's, it can only happen in Pakistan. Pakistan cricket is as unpredictable as their, as their politics. As, as, as just about anything in Pakistan. Just about it. Not that we are any different, but yeah. <laughs> yes. So that was about it. Ashes, Ashes has also started. I, I think England won, right? Australia won, sorry. Yeah, Australia pretty much butchered England by 381 runs. Mitchell Johnson took nine wickets. Michael Clark and David Warner scored brisk centuries. And the biggest news, Aditya, is that Jonathan Trott, the middle order batsman, has left Australia. Because he's seeking a treatment for mental illness. He said that he's been, the stress has got to him and he won't be playing cricket for a while. This third instance, it was once Marcus Trescothic and Michael Yardley. These two guys, uh, because of stress related illness, they never came back and played for, for England. But this is pretty big news, the psychological impact that international sport has. But I thought England was doing pretty good against Australia. Or rather, Australia was doing very bad compared to their earlier exploits. I see your notes and this was the first test victory in 11 tests. Yes, yes. Since since Michael Hussey retired in January, this is the first time they've won. Which is huge, right? Yeah. But it's going to be a fun series, man. This Mitchell Johnson, have you seen him bowl 150 kilometers an hour? And England has still done well to score 200 odd runs. I just put any of our Indian batsmen in front of the wicket and I don't know what, what they will do against <laughs> uh, in, in that phase. And we are going to South Africa next. And do you know the pitch at Durban, where once we had gotten all out on 51, is called the Green Mamba. (laughs) (laughs) After the snake, because of the green top. And we don't have any of the VVSs and Dravids and Tendulkars. Anyway, that's enough cricket. And that's about it from 189, which also happens to be Viv Richards' highest score in one-day internationals. We digress a lot. We digress a lot. So if you want... To comment or drop in a note to us, please log on to www.theindicast.com and there's a comment section out there. Please put it in there or you can log in to or check the episode that we have posted on Facebook as well. Comment out there, invite your Facebook friends to join the group. You can drop in encouraging words to Abhishek on his Twitter handle at Abhishek Kumar with a single K. I am at AC Mahatre and Indicast is of course at Indicast. Anything else Abhishek? No, that's about it. That's about it. Got to rush you to me too. You enjoy your fun-filled work at office and I'll try to get by mine. <laughs> <laughs> so your office people definitely don't listen to this part. No, they don't. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's about it, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.